talking as a body about the connection with Tanzania. Like God is connecting us before. We, we are one body. One church, one body. And God connects us. And just before jumping into the word of God, I just want to share a little bit of me. I came from Brazil. Grew up, was born in Brazil. Grew up in a Christian family, knowing, hearing about God and all of that. But during my teenage life, I was just apart from God. Just making bad choices, just going away from God, and not making the best choices. But 2019, I was, God was after me, just chasing me, wanting to be in a relationship with me. And I didn't want it, because I thought I had a relationship with him. It was just my parents' relationship. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to church, just because my parents were taking me to church. If it was my own choice, I would probably not go to church. But 2019, God started pursuing me and coming after me. And my uncle, who was a leader in a, a staff at Wyden Tyler, he calls me. He was always after me. He says, I know the calling that God has for you. You were called to do something else other than just living your life for yourself. And he pursued me, and he was super mad at me at first because he had said so many times. But I never gave him attention. And at that time, we were in a call, and, and he says, this is the last time that I would say that to you. Or you choose to pursue God now, or I, I'm, I'm done here. I'm done. He, he was done, but Jesus is not. And Jesus came after me, and I felt so convicted that day. I was like, I need to do something. You know, I need to choose Jesus in my life. And then I was like, okay, God, whatever you want. You know, I was living my teenage life. I was like saving to buy a car. I had the money. And God was like, you're not going to use that money to buy a car. You're going to go closer to me. You're going to go to the U.S. You're going to go to missions and get to know more about me. And I was like, that sounds crazy because I've never left my country. Like, I've never left Brazil. And I didn't speak English. I was like, how that's going to work? But God is faithful. When he speaks, he does. And he started opening the doors. He start, started opening the gates for me, visa, finances, and everything. And I came for a five-month commitment of training school. Okay, let's know more about God. Because I think I know, because I grew up at church. But then I came for five months getting to know more about God. And those five months literally completely changed my perspective. I, understand, I understood what was my own relationship with God. Not just my parents anymore. I knew how to hear God's voice. To hear the things in my heart. To hear the things of my past. And I started pursuing that relationship. And he was like, I'm not done with you. It's not just five months. He took me across to another continent to share all the things that I've learned and the things that I've experienced, and it was awesome. But he was like, I'm not done yet. I'm not done with you yet. You need more to grow and grow in intimacy with me. That was the name of my school, School of Intimacy, of getting to know him. And after that, I ended up doing more schools, and then start serving in missions full-time, went back to Brazil, stayed there for one year and a half, and I was able to bring everything back to my country. Now I'm going to serve my nation. Now Jesus in me is redeeming the things that I did there and building, connecting the relationships. It was awesome. It was amazing what Jesus did. And last year, he called me back to the U.S. He was like, okay, now it's time for you to come back to the U.S. And I, I didn't know the plan, but he had a plan. 
here I am. Now I'm a full-time missionary with Youth with a Mission, and I was invited by my leader to be part of this amazing team. And our goal, our vision, is to inspire and connect the church in the U.S. To share that heart and the vision that we can do missions with. When you share those informations about people coming to colleges and universities here in the U.S. from all the nations, I was impacted by that. I was like, we have access to the world. So many people coming to us right here, and we get to share the gospel. We don't need to take an airplane. We don't need to take a, a bus. We can literally share across the street. And that was amazing. And I was like, I'm in. All right, let's do it. Let's jump in this van. Let's do it together. And, and I got so inspired by that. And, and I hope this morning you also are inspired by the word of God. And I pray, because I love when I go to churches and I hear a word of God, and it just doesn't stay at the church. I love when I hear some things and I'm like, God, I know that I need to go to my home and read that chapter and read that verse because I know you have more for me. I know you have more to speak to my heart. And that's my hope for this morning, that you just don't leave me with what the Holy Spirit is going to share with you, but you go home, maybe not today because it's Super Bowl. You might not do that this afternoon, but I hope tomorrow morning you wake up and you say, God, let me go back to your word. Let me see what you want to speak to my heart. What do you have for me? And that's my, my hope. That you're going to grow in a relationship with Him six days a week. And you're going to come to church on Sunday and say, Pastor Tim, I'm full of the Spirit. I'm full of the Word of God. I'm overflowing. And that's my hope for you this morning. And if you guys can open in John 14. John 14. That's the chapter that God brought to my heart. Not just to my heart. And that was interesting. I'm excited to share how God spoke about this verse, about this chapter. Uh, John, I will read one verse that's going to highlight the whole theme of what God spoke in, in our hearts to share this morning. But John 14, 20. Did you guys open or you guys can there? Just making sure everybody's on the same page. Good. John 14, 20. I'll read just that verse, but we're going to go through the chapter in a little bit. But I will just want to read this verse 20, that says, verse 20, says, on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Amen. I just want to pray real quick before it starts. Jesus, thank you so much for who you are. We praise you, we thank you for your identity, for your character, and for your nature. Thank you because we get to be here in fellowship together, Lord. Thank you because you invited us to be in your presence. And I just pray right now that your spirit speak to us, Lord. Open our hearts, our minds, and our ears to receive exactly from you, Lord. I pray that your words will come out of my mouth. Not, not me, Lord. It's, it's you, Lord. It's your spirit, Lord. Thank you for helping me with language. Thank you for giving me the language, Lord. I just pray that you overflow, Lord. I pray that people are going to be blessed by your word, Lord. And we are thankful for you, Lord. Bless this time together, in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to, before jump into it, share how God spoke to us. So, yesterday, me and my team, our team, we were sitting and said, Okay, we're going to, to the, the church tomorrow, and we're sharing and all of that. 
what are we sharing? What, are, what God wants us to share. And that was awesome. Because we sat together as a team to listen from God. It was not just Mateo sitting and saying, okay, God, what do you want to share? We, as a body, we sat. People from different nations. I'm from Brazil. Brandon is from Costa Rica. There's different states of the U.S. represented here. All over. If, if we stand here together, we don't look alike. <laughs> we definitely don't look alike. But there was one spirit, one God that we wanted to hear from. And God started speaking to us, saying different things, giving us different words. God gave us the, the word nation. He gave us flags. Okay, God, flags, nations. He said, be intentional. And then he said, unity. That word stood out to me, unity. Be one. And then God spoke to me. He said, cruz. You might not know what that means because it's in Portuguese. Just for a fact, God speaks Portuguese too. <laughs> but that means cross. Cruz means cross in Portuguese. And I was so excited by that. Because I was like, okay, God, you're speaking all of that to us. Okay. And then, then God spoke, Mateus, you're on the spot. <laughs> God spoke to the team, you're on the spot. You were sharing tonight, tomorrow morning. I was like, okay, God, you're speaking to the team as a body. Amen. And, and I was like, okay, God, what do you want to share about all these words? What is in your word that you want to share about this? And I went to him. And I was like, God, I don't want to share something that I had prepared before. I don't want to connect all these words with something that I had before. I felt that God was like, I want something new. I want you to wait and receive from me something new that I want to speak to your heart. And I waited on the word, and it was amazing. Just listening from him, and he led me to John 14, and I was so excited reading it. I was like, wow, God, you are amazing. You are awesome. Because if you read a little bit of the context of John 14, John 13 is going to say that Jesus is with his disciples and he's washing their feet and all of that story that we know that Peter is like, you don't have to wash mine. And then Jesus says, if you want, if you want to be part of what I have, be part with me, you need to let me wash your feet. And he's like, wash everything. You know? and so all of this context that Jesus is with them, loving them and being one with them, and then that same chapter 13, Jesus is going to say that someone is going to betray him. Someone will betray him and be all like worried and concerned. And, but then comes chapter 14. That the, the very title of the chapter says, Jesus comforts his disciples. In Portuguese, it says, Jesus encouraged his disciples. In the very first verse, he says, Do not let your hearts be tremble. Because they were so worried, like, am I, am I with you, Jesus? Am I betraying you? Like, where am I at? So they were worried, you know? And we feel like that so many times. So Jesus is encouraging them, don't be troubled. In my Father's house, there is a place for all of you. He says, there is a place for all the nations. There is a place for people from all over the world. That's what the Word of God says, people from every tongue, every language. Every nation is going to come to him. He's going to have a space in the Father's house. And I was just like, wow, how amazing is Jesus? Comforting his disciples. And I think that Jesus wants to comfort you this morning. He wants to say, 
There is a place for us to be with Him for eternity. And, and then Jesus is saying, promising that He's going to come back. He's not leaving us alone. Because he's about, He knows that the time has come. In this chapter, He's sharing with them. He, he knows. It's like it's time to go to the cross. But God spoke to, to us. It's time to go to the cross. It's time to do what I was called to do, to do what I came here for, to serve you, to love you. And I love the verse. There's a verse that you guys know, and, and I love this verse, which is John. And I didn't realize it was in John 14, 6, when, I was, when God spoke to me in John 14. It was, I am, I am the way, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I, when I saw the communion back there, I was like, yes, Lord. The only way we come to the Father is through the cross. It's through Jesus Christ. And to be able to be one again with the Father, we need to go to the cross. We need to repent. We need to come before Him. He is the way to the Father. If I want to get from here to there, I need to pass right here. And Jesus made the way. He opened the way. He did what His, his Father called Him to do. He was perfect. He was pure. What we couldn't do, he took on him. So we could have access to the relationship with the Father. And then we keep going on. And the verses ahead, 5, 6, it's going to talk a little bit about how Jesus is saying, like, that he's the way. And then Thomas said to him, what, how do we know that the way is? How do we know how to get there? Or where is it? You know? And he said, if you see me, you see my Father. If you hear me, you hear not my words, but my Father's words. And that brings the idea of unity, of being one. And I was freaking out. I was like, how awesome is that? When we hear from Jesus, we hear from God the Father. If we go back to the beginning, the very beginning, it's going to talk about Jesus, God, making us as his image. He said, let us, Genesis 1, 26, he's going to say, let us make men in our image, in our likeness. So the Trinity were together. They were making men. And there is no better way to talk about unity, about the church being one, other than looking at the Trinity. The perfection of relationship of being communion, of being in relationship. And, and that's what God was speaking to me, and He brought me to John 14, and I was like, wow, in this chapter, it talks about the three of them. In one chapter, it's going to say so many times, and I highlighted in my Bible, Father, it said so many times, Father, Jesus is talking to them, and then later on, He's going to say, the promise of the Spirit. I'm not going to leave you I'm going, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I will leave my spirit, the helper, the comfort with you. So you're going to be in relationship with him, too. And I was like, that's awesome. What a better way to talk about being in union by looking at this chapter. In one chapter, it's talking about the three of them. I was like, how awesome. God, the whole package in one. Like, that's amazing. And, and yeah, if, if we read in... In Ephesians 
4.4 is going to say, Paul is going to say, there is one body and one spirit. Paul is going to emphasize to the churches that we need to be one. No matter how, where you're from or whatever you're at, we are here together because we, we found a way that was Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ, Brandon wouldn't, I wouldn't be with Brandon, I wouldn't be with Eliana, or even with you guys. But we found a way. And, and in, my, in my, my mind came the picture of us, like different places, ways, and then the cross. And from that point on, we're in the same way. We came from different places, different locations, though. But when we met the cross, when we met Jesus Christ, that was one line, one purpose, eternity, in relationship, just him. And I was like, wow, Jesus, you are amazing. You are awesome. And just going a little more in what the word is saying is that Jesus would do whatever his father would do. He would be obedient to his father. He would say, yes, okay, father, what do you want me to do? I'm here. I'm willing to do. And that brought glory to the Father. He said, the thing that I'm doing, verse 13, is going to say, and now we'll do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may, may bring glory to the Father. His idea that they were one. That everything that he was doing, he was not doing for himself, but he was doing to bring glory to the Father. And then him saying that when people see him, they see God. I was like, I want that. I was even sharing with my team this week in our devotional time. I was like, because I was having this conversation with this guy that I met, and I was like, I want to be so in relationship with God that people, when people see me, they will not see me. They will see the Father. And that's my hope for each and every single one of us that we spend time in the Word of God, that we spend time doing what He called us to do, that people are not going to see you. People are not going to see Mateus. People are not going to see the pastor, but they will see Jesus in him. Because of his obedience to the Father. Because he's bringing glory to the Father. And that's my desire. I was talking to this guy. I was like, he was telling me experience that he had, that he walked in places, and I've heard and I've experienced that, that people didn't see him. People felt something. It was not him. The peace that comes from the Spirit of God, the peace that Jesus is going to talk in this chapter that he's going to leave us with, that peace is going to walk with us. He, this, this chapter is going to say how we are his home. We are made his home, the home of the Spirit. So back, back then, they didn't have the temple and the Spirit of God would be there. God himself, his presence would be there. And if you kept going, there was a temple, the tabernacle, so they would carry the presence of God. And now we are the temple. Now Christ lives in us. The promise of the Spirit. So we get to be one with him. To be in relationship 24-7 with him. And, and then Jesus is going to say further on about the promise of the Holy Spirit. I love the Bible. I love how Jesus and his friends throughout the Bible, God and his friends, because in the beginning, if we read in the beginning, Moses and all the other people, they had the presence of God. They were with God in the garden. God was there. His presence was there. 
And throughout the Bible, if we see even when men fail, then Jesus, God sent his son. So now it's not just the father anymore being in, pr in the presence, but then he sent his son. Okay, son, go and sin with sinners. Go be with him. And I love that. He never left us alone. Throughout the Bible. So in the beginning, God was there. Then he sent his son. And now he says, hey, Holy Spirit, go get a little time with them. Go spend some time with them. Since now I'll send my spirit to be with them. Isn't that amazing that God will never leave us by ourselves? And then, from all these three phases, now he says, then I will come back. And all of us are going to be together in unity. The Father, the Son, the Spirit, and you guys. I'm coming back to you guys to be with me. So we can be in unity. And, and then, verse 20 is going to say that I just read the, the, the verse that stood out to me. That now, with the Holy Spirit living in us, we know that Jesus is in the Father, and we are in Jesus, and He is in us. Amen? How amazing is that? That we are in relationship. We're together with them. And, and that's, that's awesome. I was like, Jesus, thank you, because now I have access to this relationship. I didn't deserve it. I would never be able to do something or earn something to deserve it, but you did. Jesus did. And now I just got free access to that. And the only thing that I need to do, he's going to say right here, to be in this relationship, is to love you. The only thing is to love you above everything else. And love others too. The way that I'm treating you is the way that I'm going to love God. And that's how people are going to know that I am His disciple. By the way that we love one another. And obeying God, and, and loving God means obeying His commandments. Okay, I will obey you. That's what Jesus, the perfect example, did. He came and obeyed. And that way He loved the Father. The Father was glorified. We just read here. My Father will be glorified when I obey Him. When I do what He tells me to do. And that's as simple as that. If we love God with all of our hearts, with all of our spirit and soul, and obey Him, we get to be in relationship with Him. Not because it's something that we earn, not because of something that we did, but because of His gesture. And now we have fully access to that. And, and, and it's hard. It's not easy. But then Jesus talks about the helper that he gave us. And, now, and that really stuck out to me when Jesus said that my helper will teach you. He will remind you of all of those things. How amazing. I forget things super easy. Like, so hard for me to get. I just read this and I'm like, oh, ten minutes later I forget it. But I have the Holy Spirit within me. That if I keep seeking God, He will remind me of His words and His commandments that I need to wake up every morning and choose it. It's not because I found the way, I found the cross, that is all over. Like, okay, you know it. That's it. I, I got baptized. 
I said yes to the world. What? I said yes to Christ in front of everybody. I declare my, my faith. And that's it. No. Every morning, when I wake up, I got to say, Holy Spirit, please remind me of His commandments. Remind me of His commandments because I need to obey those commandments. So in that way, I will love the Father. In that way, I will be in relationship with the Father. And that's our life. Jesus gave us a helper. We are not doing, and He didn't promise that everything would be easy. We have hardships. We have struggles. We, we have times of mourning and, and hard. But we are not alone. We are in unity with the Trinity, and God called us as a body to be together. And just as what is happening right now at the church, we gather together and each one puts the shoulders and says, let's walk with the families that are mourning. Let's walk with them. They are not alone. We are a body. We are the same body, and we are going through together. That's what God called us to do. That's what God is inviting us to do this morning, to walk as a body, to have the same mindset, to have the same heart, no matter where you're from, no matter your age. It doesn't matter. We have one spirit. And that's what is moving across this nation right now. The Spirit of God is moving in amazing ways. I don't know if you guys have heard, but there is revival happening right now in universities. And yes, and it is because of Jesus. Because people are turning their faces to Jesus. They're repenting. They're saying, Jesus, we need you. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We can't do this thing called life by ourselves. We depend on Him and Him alone. And God is moving in this nation. God is moving in the U.S. And He invites us to this. Isn't that God could just do everything by Himself? He has the power. He has the authority. He could just do that by Himself. But yet, He chose sinners and broken people like us to be a part of His plan to be a part of the, the plan of redemption. Just say, hey, go to your neighbor and tell that I love them. Go to your neighbor and say that I have a plan of redemption, restoration, and love for them. God invited you, because you can do that by yourself. You do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. In you. Many times I was afraid, I was scared, but the Holy Spirit said, let's go. You are not in this alone. Right now, I am not here alone. It's the Holy Spirit. He's with us. He's going with us. I don't feel capable. I can't speak that language. I can't do this. I'm too old. I'm too young. No. We have the help of the Holy Spirit to do what He's called us to do. To be a part of the Great Commission. When Jesus left His disciples, the last words, He was like, go to the whole world and share this good news. But you are not sharing by yourself. You are sharing with the Holy Spirit. And the authority... And this passage is going to say that the authority that I've given you, the things that you're going to do, are bigger than what I've done. How crazy is that? I look at what Jesus did, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's raising people, he's healing people. But he gave us that authority. He gave us his spirit to be with us and to do it together. And we've got to hold on to that. And we've got to hold on to each other and remind ourselves, remind each other. Hey, remember the spirit that was given to you? Remember the authority and the power that was given to you through Christ? 
you need to remember our self-absorption. Bring to your memory the things that bring you hope. That is Christ. Christ is my hope. What He did in the cross for me, that's my hope. That's where I stand, not the things that I've done, not the things that happened, but okay, Christ, when I came to you, that's who you say that I am, that's the plans that you have for me, and that's where I'm walking. And God invites us to be one. To literally be one. And there are so many people out there, or even in the church, that don't know that. That they don't know what unity means. What being one means. Being one doesn't mean that we're going to look alike. That me and Brennan, we're going to start transforming and do the same. That doesn't mean that. I don't want that. Just kidding. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that. It means that we're going to start speaking like each other. We're going to have the same mindset, the same fire. I remember when I went to London to do missions, and I was talking in English with British people, and they are like, you sound like Americans. Why? Because I spend time here. Because I get to know the culture. Because I got to know the language. And I sounded like an American. And that was awesome. I was like, I like it. I don't sound like Brazilian. So it's like, because we don't like our accent. So I was like, that's cool. You know, but it was just because we spend time. And the only way to be one with the Father and the Son and the Spirit is by spending time with them. It's by being the Word of God daily. That's the way that we can be one. That's the way that we can reach people and it's going to overflow and you sometimes are not going to even say a word but people will feel the presence of God because you, you say, okay God, give me more. Give me more of you. Give me more of who you are. And it's going to overflow and people are like, why does Jesus really have? He has that changing people's lives. I want that. I want that. And it's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit in Him. It's the Holy Spirit in me. That people see and they will want to be in one that. And I love John 13 that's going to say John 13, 35 By these all men you know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. He's talking about the commandment, the new commandment of love one another. Love me above everything and love one another. Sometimes we complicate things. Oh, I need to I need to preach, I need to heal people, I need to do this and this and that so people are going to know that I'm a Christian. People are going to know that I, I'm a follower of Christ. He said, genuinely love people. And then people say, man, you know Eliana? She's a follower of Christ because she puts others above herself. Because she loves them so deeply. That's how I know that there is something different in her. That's why I know that she's following someone by the way that we love each other. When we are one, I love my family. And I will do anything for them. Would you do anything to reach people that are lost? To reach people that want to hear the gospel? Do you have that? that passion and that, that hurt that you say, they're lost. They, they need to get to the cross and see Jesus. That's going to transform their, their perspective and their mindset. You know, I was once lost, but Jesus came to me and found me. But 
that mindset of being one. Of why you feel what hurts you, it hurts me too. What we're going through, we're going through together. Are we in need? Let's share and let's do it together. I love Acts. I love what Paul says and what is happening in the church. He says they bring all their need, whatever they have, and they see the needs and they say, okay, what do we need? It doesn't mean just financially. It means like, do you need a prayer? Do you need encouragement? What is your need today? How can we, as a body, as the arm, serve the other arm? How can we do that? The idea of being one that the primary, the first church, how they were acting was amazing. The example that we have in the Bible of how to act as one is amazing. Of coming and sharing the talents and the gifts and serving. First Peter 4.10 is going to say each person was given a gift, a different talent. Not for yourself, but to serve others. To be one. So we can reach people. So we can serve others. So we can love others well. And that's what God invited us to. That's what He invited us to do. To be in one God. And He is the head. He guides us. He leads us. He's the Spirit is telling us, go this way. Don't do this. Do that. We need to start learning that. Of how to lead in fellowship with Him. To wake up in the morning and say, okay, okay, Jesus, it's not me. It's you and me. When people see me, they will see the Father. When my actions, they're going to reflect my Father's actions. They're going to reflect what God told me to do. And, and that's my challenge to us as a body, to me as a Christian, to continue to walk in that mindset of being one. It's the first time we we're reading that God had connected us before. We didn't know. People put hands in the air. It's crazy. Even in missions, I had met so many people that I was like, how do you know them? How, it's like those crazy connections that is only in the kingdom, like in another continent, in Europe. Meeting someone that knew my friend and knew my, my family, my uncle who was in missions, like, how the heck? But because it's one body. And God is connecting all the tribes, all the language, of everyone. And it's one. And that's why I really believe that God is wanting to speak to us this morning. To be one. In your daily life, right after when you walk out of the church, be intentional. The word that God gave us, be intentional. What does, what does that mean? I'll be intentional just as Jesus was. As he was obeying his father, he was not just rushing. He would see someone and say, oh, I need to love them. I need to show them my father. They need to see my father. And that's, that's what I want to close with. I want to close with this verse. Remind you again with this verse. And if you want to come, maybe you can come and play. But again, John 13, 35. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. That all men will know that you are one with the Father. By the way that you love one another. Amen. And yes, that's what God spoke to me this morning. And, and I, I just want to pray right now. I just want you to close your eyes. If you want to stand up, you can stand up. However you want to do it. I just want to pray with you before I go back to my seat. 
name. Yes, Jesus, we worship you, we thank you for your sacrifice at the cross. Thank you that you paved the way, you made the way, so we could be in relationship as you meant to be in the beginning. As you created to be, you made the way. You gave your life, you made the sacrifice, so now we can be in relationship with you forever into eternity. So I just pray right now as we walk in the church and we walk out, Lord, that we're going to have that mindset that Jesus is in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us 24-7, and we are not alone. No matter if we're going through hard times, or no matter if it's easy in the mountaintop or the valley, we are not alone. Christ lives in me. That's what your word says, Lord. That Christ is in us, and Christ in us is the hope of the glory. Christ in the body of the Christ is the hope of the glory for this world, this fallen world. So I just pray, Lord, that we're going to have this mindset of knowing that Christ in this community, through this church, is the hope of the glory. Christ in them, people are going to see and they're going to look and they're going to see Jesus. And they're going to see what's up with that church. And I pray that they, they will see Jesus. They will see the Father. We're going to reflect the Father by our time with you, Jesus. I just pray that we spend more time, Lord. That we don't leave here, this place right now, by what we just heard. But we leave here and we ask, Holy Spirit, remind me of what you spoke to me. Remind me tomorrow morning of what your word says. Teach me. Spirit of God, teach me what is saying in John 14. Remind me of what is saying in John 14 about the Trinity. I want to know more about you. I want to know who you are. I want to know your heart. I want to know what is the Father's will. So people can see you and have hope, Lord. So I just pray right now, Lord, for everyone who is here, Lord. Everyone who thinks that they are by themselves or they are not. They have your spirit in them, Lord. And if they don't feel like it, Lord, I just pray that they're going to say, Jesus, you promised your spirit. You said that you would not leave me alone. So I invite your spirit in me. I say, yes, come Holy Spirit and use me. And guide me and teach me. And do what you want to do. I just pray right now for my brothers and sisters and for myself, Lord. Please guide us in this fallen world, world, Lord. Please be with us as you promised. And as it is saying here, you're, you're coming back. You're coming back to be in relationship with us. You're taking us to a place where we're going to be with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and with one another, rejoicing in your presence, Lord. And we trust your word. You're worthy, Lord, of our trust. We believe in your word, Lord, and we put in our hearts. And we ask you this morning, this Sunday, that you continue to transform our minds, to renew our minds in your word, Lord. So we're not going to be conformed with whatever the world is pushing into us, Lord. But we're going to be in your word, Lord, and knowing and seeing the example of Trinity, of the relationship since the beginning, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, Lord. I pray right now, Lord, do your will. Let your will be done in this church, in this team, in this body, this whole body, as it is in heaven, heaven, in Jesus' name.
I'm thinking it is. So as we close, we're going to sing one more song. It's called Oh Praise the Name. It's by Hillsong Worship. Um, yeah, as we were, as we close, I want us to think about um, fellow members of the body of Christ. Whether they're, you know, going through a hard time or whether they're not. In Revelation 7, it talks about how there's, John sees this multitude of people from every tribe, language, and tongue. And they're worshiping the Lord. And so I just want us, as we close today, to, yeah, as we sing this song, to really think about our brothers and sisters in Christ. Whether it's the church that's in another country, whether it's um, even a local body of believers, if there's anyone who's hurting or anyone who's going through a hard time, to, yeah, just sing the song as an intercession over them, that all the nations, that all the people who are in the body of Christ will worship the Lord, that they will praise his name. And so... Yeah, as we close with this song, I want us to just really lift up our brothers and sisters in Christ um, to the Lord, that they would be reminded that all the nations will worship him and will praise him. So, Lord, we thank you that you are a God who desires us to know you. We thank you that you're so good. We thank you that you're so worthy of all of our praise. So, Holy Spirit, we come before you. We thanksgiving today, and we say, Jesus, we lift up our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and all the nations of the earth. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this truth that all the nations of the earth will worship you, Lord. So as we praise you, Jesus, help us to be reminded of that truth.